What do you eat for breakfast most days? Smoothies, smoothies, and more smoothies. Every morning is a smoothie. What's your favorite go-to snack? My favorite go-to snack is popcorn with nutritional yeast. What's your favorite takeout food? Vietnamese. There's a great place near our house and it's just like super fresh and like I salivate thinking about it. What are your top three pantry ingredients? Avocado oil, honey, and homemade teriyaki sauce. Any kitchen gadgets you just can't live without? Kitchen scissors, like that pull apart are my everything, and a hand mandolin. Hey, Tedra. Hey, Jade. So today we're chatting with Catherine McCord. She's the creator of Weelicious and the co-founder of One Potato. She's written two cookbooks with her third scheduled for release in January 2020. Weelicious is an online resource for parents to learn how easy it is to expose children to wholesome, delicious, homemade food. In 2015, spurred on by the voices of that Weelicious community, she launched One Potato, the first organic home meal delivery kit service focused specifically on the dinnertime needs of families. In this episode, we chat about her early career as a successful model, various TV hosting gigs, and her decision to attend culinary school. She became passionate about healthily feeding her family after she had her first child. She's really made a point over the years to connect with other female founders and personally deep dive into entrepreneurship while making the lives of families easier and healthier through food. She's an absolute inspiration and girl boss, so listen in and get to know her. A quick reminder, if you're listening on the go, don't forget to check out our show notes for each episode on our website. You'll find the answers to lots of the questions that we asked during the episode. You're listening to We Get to Know Podcast, and for years we've all been following some of the most inspiring creatives, innovators, social media influencers, and bloggers. Simply put, we get inspired. The next best thing to following our favorite people is hearing their stories straight from them. So listen in as we get to know Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be on. Thank you. Okay, so before I even dive into all my questions, you said in the quick start, pull apart scissors. What's this about? Tell me about this. Oh my God, Wusthof scissors, because I cut everything. I cut herbs, the fat off of chicken, um, <sighs> packages. Like, I mean, I, I use my cigarette scissors uh, all day, every day. Okay. And Wusthof has a good pair. Very good pair. And they pull apart so you can put them in the dishwasher. That's why, because when you cut fat off of chicken, like no more knives and cutting boards with your chicken. You only want to use scissors and right into the garbage and don't wash it. Oh my gosh. You just blew my brain right now. <laughs> I'm done. I'm totally adopting this into my life. Okay. Okay. So let's get into your backstory. Tell me where you're from, a little bit about your childhood, but specifically, where did you get your great love of food? I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and grandparents were very into farming. So I sort of grew up with this very yin yang, like growing up with like fast food, you know, in the 80s, like a lot mm -hmm. of drive through. And then when I was with my grandparents, we were at U Pick Farms, they were growing food. I was like shelling peas. And so I had this like really yin yang love of it. I started modeling um, when I was 13, 14, and was like living in Japan. Oh, my word. I didn't know you were so young when you started. Yeah. So I was living in Japan by the time that I was 
14, I did a modeling contest there. So my point being is that like, I started traveling nonstop and I became super fascinated with why people ate the way they did in different countries and why kids in other countries were like eating curry and spicy. You know, I lived in Mexico when I was in seventh grade and, but yet in America, like parents cater to children. Like chicken nuggets and pizza. And, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it just like, I think that like all of this sort of combined created this like deep fascination for me with food. That's interesting. So your grandparents worked on a farm or they were farmers or how to... They did not have a plow. They had like, <laughs> they had like a backyard and a massive compost pile. That oh, like nice. Gorgeous tomatoes. Now, my gra- my grandmother was like, she's a landscaper. So she would, you know, she, it just was always about like what they could grow. Lettuce, tomatoes, um, you know, and like then they'd go to you pick farms and just bushels and bushels of sugar snaps and blueberries and mm. they would go pick their apples. So it was like I got that early exposure and I was praised even by my parents, like, like, look, she loves mushrooms. And I think as a kid, I like Mm. got off on that fact that like, I loved like what was possibly like weird or unusual food for children to eat. So, and my mother like gave us no sugar. So I was always like stealing Flintstone vitamins because that was the (laughs) the only like naughty thing in our house. So, um, you know, it was just like a very, like, I, I just like loved fresh food from a young age, but I was also fascinated about like, how people got their food, like either it was drive-through prepared. And from my parents, five o'clock every single night at the Mm. dinner table, it was like, you know, so even today, that's like religion in our house. Mm, I love that. And that's how I really want it to be in my house as well. (laughs) Because I grew up the same, like just it's important to sit around the table. If you have one meal as a family together during the day, every day, it's just like a sacred thing. And it's creates bonds too I think that are important in a family that a lot of families don't have that's cool and then you really probably learn with the gardening about seasonal eating as well which is neat like just by default and like what things should taste like opposed Mm -hmm. to like buying them at a grocery so you know that was like you know, and it was fascinating, like seasonally to see how, when you should be eating things. And then even for my grandmother, like she didn't have olive oil. Everything was cooked in bacon fat. She had a massive jar on the stove and it was scoop of fat for this, scoop of that. So like she, you know, and she cooked everything. So I remember just sitting there always like in awe. Um, We spent, you know, just a lot of time in her kitchen. Me. Okay. So let's talk modeling for just a second. What was that like? Like you started so young and then I re- I mean, you're like basically a supermodel. You've done some big shows. <laughs> How amazing. Um, I mean, tell us like what are some top show memories or the scariest ones or the most exciting ones that you've walked? Well, I had the opportunity to, you know, I've done the shows in Paris and London and I was in like a, a bunch of Calvin Klein campaigns. So, I mean, that was the first show. I'm pretty sure wow. it was Calvin Klein's runway show. And I remembered it was super surreal. I was really young and I was modeling during that supermodel era. So it was like with Naomi Campbell and Christy Turlington. Cindy Crawford. Cindy <laughs> Crawford. Well, Cindy wasn't like doing like as much runway, but like Linda Evangelista, like that, that kind of like runway. I mean, and it was just like, 
it was otherworldly. I would say the scariest was doing Victoria's Secret because like walking down a runway in Mm. my underwear was definitely very intimidating, but also somehow empowering. But I've had like, you know, an amazing career doing magazine covers and I've, you know, worked with many, many designers. So I, I feel like I've been really lucky to have that opportunity, but it was also uh, grueling to say the, the least. Mm-hmm. So what came next then? Like you were modeling, what did you think your life was going to look like career-wise? And then how did you get into culinary school and TV and all of that? How'd that all flow? Well, I mean, I was really lucky because I have great parents and my dad was very much like, this is a business. This isn't like, you know, I had plenty of friends that were like doing drugs and like Mm -hmm. alcohol, not eating, like, you know, sabotaging themselves. And my dad was like, this is a business. You're going to save your money. And this is, you know, how it's going to go. But I was every two days, like a different city working with different crews. It's just the way it is when you're doing catalog or Mm -hmm. magazines or advertising. It was really tough. And so I started because like the Victoria's Secret shows, I started doing, um, I was working for Extra as a journalist. That's how I sort of like segued a little bit. Um, And so I started hosting, like TV hosting, and I hosted a TV show on MTV called Love Line with Adam Kroll and Dr. Drew for a long time. So that's like when I I moved from New York to LA and that was like a bit of a segue there. Um, And so it was like hosting and acting. And, but then I just like all I ever wanted to do, like I've been collecting cookbooks since I was nine years old and I was always like so passionate about it. And I lived through 9-11, was living right near the trade center. And the day of 9-11, I was supposed to go see the Institute of Culinary Education and that was it for me. I was like, I lived through this like horrible tragedy and I was like, I need to like get on with my life and do what I really want to do. And mm. I worked during the day modeling and hosting and acting. And I went to culinary school at night for almost a year and a half. And then I graduated and was like working in you know, restaurants and catering companies. And I was like, well, I definitely don't want to do this because, you know, it's like being in a kitchen, you get your, you get a crap beaten out of you, especially mm-hmm. at that time being a female. It's brutal. Um, it's brutal. I yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, and if, if you're like, you know, uh, an ex model in a in a kitchen. I cannot like, even imagine. I mean, like yeah, eating alive every night. <laughs> exactly. Like you're just like hazed. It's like being in a fraternity round the clock. So you know, it was it was sort of this like cycle of you know. I was lucky that, that I was able to have that opportunity where I could just like take some time to figure out really what I wanted to do with my life. And when I had my first child, that was when it all sort of like that was my big aha moment. Okay, back up and tell us where'd you meet your husband. <laughs> I met my husband at an internet party that Run DMC was playing at. I took 13 girls because I'm obsessed with Run DMC. He had just he was living in New York, had just gotten off a plane and went to this club and met me at the bar through friends. And he had almost gotten kicked off of the plane. And I, he was like the weirdest, funniest person I had ever met. I was like, I listened to him tell me the story about getting out kicked off a plane. I was like, I think I love this guy. <laughs> And so we randomly ran into each other three days in a row in LA, which like uh, never happens. And then it turns out that I knew his brother and a lot of friends. And it was just like this, you know, serendipitous moment. Oh, and the rest is history. Well, 18 dates later, he wouldn't even kiss me. And I was like, oh. maybe it doesn't matter. So he definitely was like, yeah, it was, it's a long story. Oh. But the beginning is good enough. That's good. Okay. Okay. So let's 
catch back up. So you're pregnant with your first child or you've had your first child. And then talk to us about this aha moment. Well, I, I will say like, I mean, there was big bleeps in between. I've even been thinking about this recently. There was like a big time right there where I was like, I really didn't know what I was going to wanted to do mm. because I had been working since I was a kid basically. And I'm not that good at taking time off. I don't even like know what that really means. So, you know, I, I, here I am, I'm a new mom, but I like wanted to work but at the same time, just really wanted to be a mom. And I was always fascinated with like, how do kids become great eaters from day one? So we've always shopped at the Hollywood Farmer's Market, buying all of our fresh produce uh, there. Best and so Farmer's I, Market. Oh, ever. so amazing. It's the best. So great. So mm-hmm. I like, I, I get a high. It's my church on Sunday mornings. <laughs> so I started making homemade baby food recipes for him and started looking up information on the internet. Like, how do you make a kid a great eater? from day one. And there was just so little information. So I asked a friend, this is like really the very beginning of uh, food blogs. And I was like, you know, can I, you know, how do I do this? I got a friend to help me create a URL. And really for the first two years of it, I didn't like no ads. I was like basically just doing it for free as like my service to the world, like posting in different chat rooms. I mean, this was like, you know, like old school. <laughs> yeah, this was like way before Instagram and all that. And it was really just like this amazing community. And it grew so fast because I think that, you know, at that stage when moms are all of a sudden like in the workforce, and then the next thing you know, they're at home with this child and they don't have the community like they do in other cities. And, you know, the internet became like this your, your buddy, your friend, your, your place that you, you sought community. Uh, as a new mom. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because I lived it. I mean, I had a Air Force career for years and and then got out to have my first. And man, it's just such a difference. It's it is hard. It's like you love it. It's what you want. But it's it's hard the day after day. There's no feedback. You know, you don't have that camaraderie of work and feeling a part of a team. It's just so different. (laughs) And it was so cool getting to talk to other people that, you know, and I really, because of years of like culinary school and knowing nutrition and food, like that it really, it happened and it became just so gratifying from day one. So then it just moved from baby food and to toddler food. Then I had another child. And then it really became this idea of like one family, one meal. I don't want to be a short order cook. I want to make food, you know, that my entire family loves. Okay. So tell me about your first cookbook. Like how did you get the deal and what's that cookbook about? So we just got to this place that was like very make or break. And I finally started to realize like it was really about getting myself out there. And I had the background and the training or whatever. So I started doing PR and I started doing more PR and I worked really hard on a book proposal for like a year and I knew I wanted to write this book. I was in New York and I was like doing the Today Show and like all this different like PR opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I went to see 13 publishers and it just like went great. And um, so I sold the book and I sold two books. It was a two book deal. And I spent the, you know, the next few years writing them. And it was like such a great experience getting to like see everything in one place. Because I think that sometimes like when you're a creator, it's all, it can be everywhere. And it was just like the, like to this day, like I read the Wheelicious cookbooks. I'm always referencing them back for recipes or, you know, what, whatever. I mean, they're both like incredible resources. So the first one's mostly about like good family dinners. 
Yeah, so uh, Weelicious is all about the philosophy of how do you make a kid a great eater from day one without making yourself crazy. Um, so it's like baby food, toddler food. And then it goes, most of the recipes, um, there's a small section on homemade baby food, and then it goes into family food. And really, the, my, you know, my philosophy has always been, it's things that wanting to create recipes that kids and adults want to eat and make. And you do. Like the recipes are just, it's the, it's the good everyday, super healthy, easy, quick. It's really what like the mom and the family needs. It's perfect. And you know, yeah, and it's things that are yeah. healthy. Yes. Yeah. Cause I, I don't want moms being like, ugh, I'm gaining all this weight because I'm eating like kid food. And I don't want kids to be like, oh, it's too spicy. It's too fancy. I would never eat this. So it's just like that sweet spot. You know, it's like the nostalgic, the food that you grew up on that you love most. And so then the second cookbook is specifically about like packing a lunch, right? When Kenya, my first child, went into preschool, I started taking a picture of his lunch every day and putting it on social media. And and it was like, people were just like, oh my God, like, uh, you know, it was just like really fun to see what, you know, it's always fun to see what everyone mm-hmm. else is eating and the reality. And so Wheelicious Lunches is the second book and it's all the philosophy of, you know, basically you have your kids for breakfast and dinner, but like once they're out in the world, like... Are they going to eat lunch? Are they going to eat food? As a parent, you're like, will they survive between nine and three? And a lot of it is, you know, also things that adults can eat too. Hey guys, we're going to pause for a minute to tell you about one of our partners. Anyone interested in 30% off the best vitamins? We know health and nutrition is important to everyone. One thing that goes hand in hand with our health is supplemental care. We've partnered with Dr. C Vitamins to offer you a 30% discount off their premium pharmaceutical grade and medically endorsed line of supplements. All vitamins are not created equal. In fact, there is no FDA oversight for supplements. Unlike over-the-counter vitamins, Dr. C supplements are manufactured without commonly found synthetic ingredients. I mean, you guys, who wants synthetics going into our bodies? They're also non-GMO and gluten-free. Their standards are so high, these vitamins are actually manufactured just like a prescription drug would be in an FDA-registered facility. Most vitamins do not subject themselves to this level of oversight. People are always asking if we take these personally, and we do. I take the D3K2 combo to support bone health, memory, mood, and immune support, and their collagen biotin that supports strong hair, nails, and skin. And then when I'm having those nights where I'm having a hard time falling asleep and unwinding, I take the melatonin B6 combo, and it really helps me gently fall asleep naturally. So give them a try, you guys. Go to drccares.com, use our code WEGETTONOW, and save 30% on your next order. Now enjoy the rest of the interview. Yeah, I'm just curious as a mom. I've got two kids. What are some tips if you, let's say you haven't gotten started um, creating a awesome palette and your children and their toddlers or a little older. What are some tips for getting your kids to eat some foods that they think they don't like? Yeah. So, I mean, it's never too late. You can start at any age. I mean, the basics are like, take your kid shopping give them two choices, make it really simple for your yourself. Like in the kitchen with two choices, it's like, do you want carrots or do you want celery? Do you want cucumbers or do you want an avocado? So always giving them choice is really important. And then when you take them shopping, be like, you can go and pick any fruit or vegetable, anything you want. Let's try it. Let's look it up on the internet. Mm. What is it going to do for your body? Because kids have so little choice We because we basically, especially in the earlier years, determine where they're going to go to school, who their friends are, what they're going to wear. So it's important to, you know, give them some choice over the food they're going to eat. I 
yeah, you're speak you're just really speaking my language here. I have um <laughs> I have a 5-year-old boy and he's on the autism spectrum and so it's been quite the journey just in general. But one thing that's been immensely helpful is cooking. He loves cooking. And then also, oh, it's just what you're saying. So I'm here to like back up your your comments that if when I involve him in the kitchen and I get him participating And even just like you said, like as early as getting him in the grocery store and letting him choose and because he doesn't have all the words and he's not as verbal as, you know, normally developing child that age. And so it gives him that control and that choice, like you said. And it's amazing, like to give him a little bit of control, how it sort of sets him free and it gives him some joy. And he really has a great palate now, which is incredible considering everything we've been through with him. But yeah. But that's amazing. That's amazing that you let him do that too. I think that, you know, so for some parents, you'll hear people, adults be like, oh, I don't like asparagus. And you say, why? And they're like, well, my dad didn't like it. And I'm like, well, mm, you're not your dad. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that having parents that like, you know, like I said, like my parents were like, she loves mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know, there was something that was like empowering about it. Yeah. I try to offer that to the kids. You know, my daughter just today was telling Ted or my co-host, my cousin, my favorite food's broccoli. <laughs> it's like, oh. I was like, it is. Oh, awesome. Pat on the back. So cool. So cool. Yeah, it is. And I like, just going to pause for a second. Your videos of your lunches and your pictures, like it's really inspiring. So all you moms listening, needing just inspiration, ideas for what to pack in those lunches every day and quick too. It's not stuff that just takes forever. Um, really good inspiration. You got a lot of resources going on there for the lunch boxes. Yeah. I mean, I always want like all the videos, you know, that I do on, on Wheelicious Instagram or you know, like the lunches I'm sending, like I only have 10, 15 minutes tops, tops. Right, so, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's very much reality. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> truly like 10, maybe 12 minutes. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. And then you're like cleaning up a spilled drink or something. <laughs> totally. Um, so over the years, like you are doing so much, you work so hard, you've had all these different careers, you're an entrepreneur, you're a mom, you're a wife. How are you balancing all it all out? Or, you know, is is that an illusion? Is it really no balance? Like, how, what are your thoughts on all that? It's a total illusion. <laughs> it doesn't exist. I will not tell you anything other. No, it's, it's like, it's 24-7. I think that you have to sacrifice. I mean, you know, I mean, like, I don't get to exercise at all. Mm-hmm. It's a goal in the future. But, you know, like, you have to sacrifice um, certain things when you're building so yeah, I mean, like I have two businesses and I have three kids and a husband and mm, it's a lot. Yeah, let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I try to like savor the happy as much as possible. And I think that that's, you know, there's, there's a lot within that too. Mm-hmm. My brother and I were talking about it, both parents, and he was saying like his new, his new little motto is embrace the chaos. I'm just embracing the chaos. <laughs> you have to, yeah. I mean, believe me, yeah, my husband and I will laugh about it occasionally <laughs> when we're not crying. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into one potato. Tell us all what that is. Yeah, so one potato started two and a half years ago. Um, really, it was just the Wheelicious audience saying, you know, I, I've got the recipes and the cookbooks, like just send me the food. Mm. Um, and it was about the time that Blue Apron and some of these other companies were coming out. And so people understood the idea of like meals coming right to your home. But the problem was they weren't meeting the family's needs. There, there wasn't any family pricing. They weren't organic. 
it wasn't enough flavor. So we, yeah, we, we set out to create this incredible company where you get two or three meals every week. Um, and it's, it's just like the kind of food that you want to eat that makes you feel satisfied. And really it's the, it's very DIY. So everyone in the family for the most part can build their meal however they want it. Like my son is vegetarian since he was five years old by choice. The rest of us eat meat, but like every one potato meal we've ever had, there's always some, also some kind of vegetarian protein in there. So he can make a meal, you know, just like we are. So we, I like that choice. Perfect. And I think I was reading that it all comes like prepped, like, like chopped up, right? Yep. So the meals only take 12 to 30 minutes. So they're really fast and they're super cost efficient. Like if you look at what it would cost to go to the grocery and buy everything, it's considerably more than getting it. It's the perfect amount of food. And it's just, if you've never cooked a day in your life, you can make one potato. And organic too, right? Yep. So the ingredients are organic. So we're sending like wild salmon, grass-fed beef or organic chicken. I mean, and you really taste it in the food. Okay. So Catherine, how did you even know how to start one potato? Like how to, where to get the food, how to source it all? Just lay it all out for us. I say this to every entrepreneur, everyone with a great idea it always sounds like a better idea than the reality of like the learning curve. I feel like I've gotten my MBA in the past three, four years. It's a mountain, but it's the greatest mountain I've ever climbed uh, as far as the feedback and the feeling. I'm very lucky. I have two co-founders. So the three of us very much divide and conquer. So having two co-founders to really, you know, run a business and have the blood, sweat and tears with has been incredible. But we really do. We work together day in, day out, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, whether it's sourcing, recipe and development, fundraising, marketing, you know, everything it takes into building a company. Mm, So much work. What have you learned along the way? Well, I've, oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) I I sort of don't even know where to start with that question. You know, I mean, I I will say that like the positives out of all of it, because there's so much, is like I've gotten to really connect to the female founder community especially in Los Angeles, but very much beyond. And I've gotten to see, like I do these female founder Fridays where I have lunch with a different like founder or CEO of a a company because you can really like learn from each other. And I feel like that's the hardest thing with starting a company. And there's always holes. I don't care what stage of your company you're at, you're always learning and you're always open to hearing and being inspired. It's a big business. This isn't like an Etsy business you have to be like prepared and we're subscription based. We're direct to consumer. So I'm, you know, learning about the audience every day is incredible. Like connecting with parents. And what I've learned is that like being a mother and feeding is a thankless, selfless job. Ugh. You are just, you know what yes, I mean? Like I do we, know. Get these, we get these emails, it's 21 meals and snacks every week. Oh. And we get these messages from parents, a lot of moms, but parents just being like, my husband and kids have never said, this is delicious. I made a one potato meal and they were like, wow, mom, you made this. And I think that those are the ones, you know, where it's like saving a marriage or a kid ate something for the first time mm-hmm. or you know, a mom found 15 more minutes in her day that she wasn't having to grocery shop or meal plan or chopping, chopping for an hour and just like felt good about the experience. And I think that that's like just what's so incredibly gratifying about it. So rewarding. I mean, and every woman I'm talking to, I mean, I'm in that phase of life right now myself, but 
so many of my friends are as well. And I hear this common thread between everybody's conversation and complaint. And it's so the same. It's the the dinner. Like, how do you get the dinner on the table? When are you deciding? Are you prepping? Are you doing prep on one day? Like, what are you doing? I find like I have to decide sort of the night before, like, oh, I'm going to get that chicken out of the freezer or this is a grocery store day and I'm going to make this for dinner. Or are you using one potato? <laughs> like, what are you doing in your own house? So one potato, the first box that we ever did in an alpha beta round was delivered the day I home birthed my daughter and I home birthed. And then the first box arrived that afternoon. And I literally remembered like borderline weeping because I was like, I didn't really know how I was going to do it. I've had one potato every single week since we launched and it's saved Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's like during the school week and it's just crazy. I have these meals. I let my kids help pick them out or, you know, and I know, and I just know exactly what we're going to eat. And it just, it's so that on the weekends when it's like Friday through Sunday, Monday, it's just easier because I have more time. But like during that crazy week, like one potato just saves me. I mean, if that doesn't sell you guys listening, I don't know what does. <laughs> like you use it weekly. Yeah, it's oh, Of course. Amazing. I, share it on, I share it on social media. I'm so grateful for it. Mm, amazing. Okay. So totally switching gears for just a second. Can you tell us any um, favorite memories of, you know, centered around food or a meal? Well, I mean, like as a child, as an adult? any Yeah, adult, like more recent. Oh, oh gosh. I mean, well, I love taking my kids. I mean, not eating at home, which is rare, but we like <laughs> as often as possible, my husband and I try to take turns taking our kids one-on-one on a date night. And we like let them go to like either a fancy restaurant or a new restaurant or just like having that one-on-one quality time going out to eat is always really unique and special, especially when you do have three kids and you're trying to divide your time so much. But I think that, you know, just unique like dinners, like either cooking with the kids on Sunday nights. Like we, we really cherish Sunday night is like, we always make like a big dinner from the farmer's market. Mm, And so, yeah, we like let the kids like go to the farmer's market, pick out what they're going to eat. Or like, I'm very conscious about like, you can pick anything here you want. And it really gets them like, Oh, really? Like, and they're looking around for like the craziest thing or like an interesting vegetable or, you know, my daughter walks around the farmer's market with a bag of arugula and she'll just be like stuffing it like very unconsciously in her mouth. And, and, and even for me, I'm like, it's very curious. It's very like, it's, it's super cool, but it's also, I mean, it's a little weird. Okay. So do you have any projects in the works or what are your, what's your like five-year goal. (laughs) Well, my next cookbook is coming out January, 2020, which I am painfully passionate about. So, um, what is it? My son got very sick several years ago with headaches and nausea. And this is like a kid that doesn't complain at all. And this was months and months of just like day in and day out. Didn't just didn't feel good. And we were seeing doctors and specialists. And finally I started um, reading this book by Kelly Dorfman how to cure your kids with food. And it had this like little, just, it just mentioned smoothies. And I was like, hmm. Mm. So I had been, um, he, like I said, he is a vegetarian since he was five years old. 
even though with the Weelicious and with all the education, I started spiraling into that, like, I'll just make him more pancakes and waffles and crepes. Mm. And, you know, every morning, like just more bread and cheese and sugar. And, you know, even though it's maple syrup, it's still sugar. So I created this little chart that had picture, I drew like horrible little pictures of fruits and vegetables and proteins and every kind of smoothie ingredient I could think of that we had in our kitchen. I gave it to him and I let him circle and design his own smoothie. And within three and a half weeks of doing this, all of his symptoms went away. And so I started like just making them like, and my husband and I've always had smoothies every day for breakfast or, you know, just different, like his is my husband's, I call pond sludge. It's got like 30 fruits and vegetables. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, "Ah." mine is like chocolate and berries and is, you know, like greens. It's like brownish green. And (laughs) mine is like heaven. Mine's like delicious. (laughs) It's like dessert uh, because that's how, you know, I, I want basically ice cream for breakfast, but it's like, it's all healthy but it's a different flavor profile. And then we had Gemma who was um, around nine, 10 months. And that was my third child. And so we're all standing around every morning with our smoothies and she was like bobbing her head. And one day we just like propped her up on the counter as we're all standing around with our breakfast smoothies. And she started um, drinking it. And I started putting on social media because we thought it was the funniest thing. She like taught herself (laughs) at 10 months old how to use a straw and how to drink um, her smoothie. So it's sort of, I created this hashtag, the smoothie project. And over the next two and a half years, what happened was people just were started sending me their smoothie project stories, how it was helping their health, whether they had a child with ADHD, whether they were overweight, you know, a mom whose daughter was anorexic and adding Mm. smoothies, like saved her daughter's life and just these like crazy inspirational stories. So I started writing the book and I've spent really the past four years, like writing the book, working on recipes, figuring out, you know, I think that you go to like Whole Foods and you go to the aisle to buy, you know, the, what you would put like, oh, you know, chia seeds, hemp seeds, you know, what's, what are collagen peptides? Mm-hmm. And people are just like, I don't know what I'm, what I'm supposed There's to be so putting. so much these days too. It's, it's so, like overwhelming. It's daunting. And mm-hmm. the book is basically birth to AARP, how you can change your life with smoothies. Because oh, we, all of our bodies are so different. What we're trying to change, combat, heal. Um, so it's, it's just, it's so you can go through the book no matter what you're dealing with and find smoothies um, that are all delicious. There's nothing, there's none like, ugh, it tastes like, you know, <laughs> cardboard and kale. Like everything is just like good for you, but also just like super tasty. It's like, it's like me. I just like want ice cream for breakfast. Oh, so 2020 that's coming out. Yes, January 2020. Okay, well, I have ulcerative colitis and I was like trying to fight off a flare. And I've been over the past however many years, maybe three, four years, really trying to control it and doing pretty decent, truly just diet alone. And I was reading about Daniel Walker had this smoothie with, you know, Daniel Walker and she had uh, collagen peptides and, and she was just talking about how she had to have it. Like it was the only thing she could get down during her last really bad flare. And she had many of them a day and that was pretty much all she could stomach. And I was just starting to have this flare and I was worried it was going to spiral out. And I finally like bit the bullet and did the collagen peptides and some other good things, cocoa powder and stuff. But I cannot even believe I'm such a convert. I cannot believe how my gut like in days reversed. It, it's just still to me mind blowing. But yeah, I'm excited about a smoothie book. 
Yeah. I mean, I've, I've haven't had hair, like even as a child, I had like, just like, like little hair, you know, not much. <laughs> and I've been ha- taking collagen peptides for like three years and like my hair, skin, nails, everything like stronger, brighter. I feel mm-hmm. so, I just feel really good like every day. And I always feel like it's like what you put in your body is what's going to show on the outside. Yeah. I'm just really learning it in practice and it's good for you. That's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. So this is inspiring talking to you. I'm going to pass you over to Tedra and she's going to hit you up with some fun, ask everyone questions. Great. Well, I just wanted to follow up really briefly and just say, how do you take your collagen peptides? Smoothie. I added, I had some yogurt today and I put a scoop in my yogurt too. I just stir it in. Okay, so there's really no taste, I guess. No taste. If you buy the unflavored, I mean, between you, like coffee, you can make like, you know, kind of like that bulletproof coffee or just put it in your coffee and stir it and it's like, it makes it like super yummy. You could even put it in soup. You could like, you know, make a warm soup and stir it in and it dissolves and just like it acts as a thickener, a slight thickener too. Okay. I'm going to try it. Yeah. Okay, so tell me, where did Kenya's name come from? My husband's brother, Kenny, passed away and they were best friends. And when we found out I was having a baby, he said, can we name it K-E-N? So it's K-E-N and we had to figure out the rest. So that leaves you with Kennedy, Kendra, and Kenya. It's <laughs> a nice honor for Yeah, for it's him. amazing. It's amazing. Okay, then one more thing before I do the Ask Everyone questions. You mentioned in the quick star a homemade teriyaki sauce. I was sort of curious. Tell me more about that. It's one potato. Oh, it's one potato. Oh, okay. So it's my, you know, we make all of our own homemade sauces and dressings at one potato. So the, the one potato sauces and dressings. So that's like, I have to have it at all times. Okay. Good to know. I'm going to have to get it from there then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if I called you at 9am on any given day, what are you most likely doing? Working and drinking my smoothie. What is something people would be surprised to know about you? That I'm shy. <laughs> Oh, you are? Yeah. Yeah, Like if I had my druthers, like I'd rather just like hide at home. How do you like to decompress? Play with my kids. So who are three people that you love following on Instagram? Mm, I would pick probably three people that I am friendly with. So I'd say Daniel Walker, who I love from Against All Grain, Anina Bing, who is a a designer, Sarah Blakely, who is the founder of Spanx, and Gabby Dalkin, who is, what's Gabby cooking? Yeah, she was a guest on the podcast. She just told me she was just at my house. (laughs) I was at 4.59, she was here. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to do this podcast. She's like, which one? You're so connected. How do you know all these people? How do you get to know like a big group of people like that? You know what? I think that food is a community. And Mm -hmm. I think that the female founder space is a community. And there's like groups like Hey Mama now. There's like a lot of female groups. So I just like immerse myself with, I want to be around a lot of badass women. Love that. Do you like to read? I wish I read. I wish I had time to read. I was going to say, you probably actually, when I was thinking about asking that question, I thought, oh, she she does not have time to read. Okay, we're going to skip that question. Well, no, 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 no. Because there is like, I mean, I love reading. It just depends. I like to read like a lot of like kids self-help books. So, I mean, my Bible is um, No Madrama Discipline by Tina Bryson and Dan Siegel. I, whenever my kids are acting crazy and I make a bad parenting choice, I run, grab the book and read a paragraph. Okay. And it, it regulates me. 
Like a book, that's a powerful book. (laughs) It's amazing. Okay, so describe your perfect day. Okay, I would wake up, I wake up, it's like six and get some work done, clear up my inbox. My middle daughter and I sneak off to the farmer's market because my baby sleeps till like 10 o'clock and my son on the weekends is going to sleep probably late. We go to the farmer's market, we eat avocado toast, we fill up the basket with all kinds of good stuff, come home, unpack it, make this like beautiful lunch, go to the park or build something. Like my son and I are building a donut wall right now. Um, and then we come back home and make a huge dinner and play board games. Okay. What's a donut wall? He is graduating from sixth grade and I'm a room mom. So we are building like a seven foot tall, seven by seven pegboard, painting it. And we're going to put donuts all over the pegs for people to come up and fall. Yeah. Yum. Maybe you'll post a picture of that. I'll be curious how that turns out. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, you know walk. I will for the hours that I'm putting into making it. Okay, so do you have any TV shows that you love, like something that on Netflix that you binge? Broadchurch, or as I call it, Broadchurch. <laughs> do you have any songs on repeat? I'm super obsessed with Lizza and Juice. I don't even know. I don't. Is that um, one person or so two? You're gonna, oh, you're gonna hang up with as soon as you hang up with yep, me. I'm writing it down. It's, uh, yeah, it's Lizzo, L-I-Z-Z-O, and the song, I'm going to give you two songs. You're going to listen to Juice, and you're going to listen to Boys, and you're going to be like, thank you, Catherine. Okay. I just wrote it down. I'm going to do it. Do you have a favorite beauty product? My favorite beauty product is Shuamura Eyelash Curler and mascara and I take a, it's a modeling trick. I take a blow dryer, not too hot to the eyelash curler and I curl my eyelashes and they'll stay like for two days. Oh my gosh. That's genius. So before you press on your eyelashes, you're warming the the curler. You're basically perming it. Who would you love to have a cup of coffee with? Michelle Obama. I just, I was just talking to a different cousin of mine today and she said she was about to read her book um, because she had just listened to her on Bruce Sunday Soul, um, her interview from last year. And I said, she's our number one answer to this question. Like she just has such, she's made such a powerful impact with people. Well, mine's all food. Like I just want to talk about like everything she's done with food and children. And I think she's, you know, for for pioneers and it's, it's hard to make, you know, like Alice Waters, like it's hard to make a mark. And those two Alice Waters and Michelle Obama, two very powerful women in that space. Do you live by a motto? I've been on a diet for two weeks and all I've lost is two weeks. Just (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love that. My point being just eat people. I hate, I only go out with girlfriends who will eat girls who don't eat make me mad. Okay. Do you have a celebrity crush? <laughs> Guy Raz. <laughs> He's something, isn't he? He's just like the best. <laughs> I think I blushed like head to toe when I met him. Is there one food you absolutely will not eat? I really don't like lamb. Yeah, I agree. It's a little mm. funky, huh? Mm-hmm. What meal would you choose as your last meal? Good roast chicken, like in Paris, roast chicken, like frites, like as in steak frites Mm -hmm. and some kind of just like roast caramelized vegetable. What's your biggest pet peeve? 
people that don't want to eat. The <laughs> <laughs> girlfriends you're not inviting to lunch. And another one is we, uh, my friend and I were just talking about this today. When you're in a conversation with someone and they're looking around you, like, like BBD, bigger, better deal. Right. Like, right. I, I uh-huh. want people looking, keep st- you're here, stay here. Okay. So what's the best gift you've ever received? My original engagement ring, uh, which cost a dollar in Buenos Aires. Oh, that's a sweet story. <laughs> What's the best gift you've ever given? You know, I the gift that I give people, I don't know if it's the best gift. I give people glass straws. That's what I give people. Instead of like when I go to people's house, for instead of bringing a bottle of wine, I bring glass straws. Oh, that's nice. Good for the environment. I, yes. Which, yes. Is there a brand that you like? Yes, I will tell it to you. I'm just, I'm blanking on the name and I just ordered like, I just ordered like another 50 pairs. Do you take them with you? Like when you're going out and about? I don't, but I also like just, I won't drink out of a plastic. Now they're banned in in California. They're banned or Los Angeles. They're banned. All plastic straws. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hummingbird glass straws are my favorite. Hummingbird. I'll have to try that. I don't drink out of a lot of straws at home, but I do on the go from time to time. And I do hate the idea that they're just out there wasting away. And And they're so beautiful when you're drinking a smoothie to drink out of a glass straw. You can see it. It's just beautiful. What's the last thing you Googled? LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn. It's sad, but true. Yeah. So, Because that's the business side of you, right? Because I never, I'm always like, I I don't have a reason to go on LinkedIn. I don't think. It's, It's like, it's like business dating. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. LinkedIn, if you want, if you're an entrepreneur, get an advanced account because you're going to be on it a lot. And then someone told me once that someone can, they can see if you're looking at them or something like yeah. that. Like, yeah, so you it's just you're, a real open book. Totally open book. And like, it's super friendly. And by the way, if someone's, it's just like dating. If someone's just not into you, they just won't respond. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Okay. We've got one last question for you. What's the greatest life advice you've ever received? With business, it's keep it narrow. Keep your focus. Don't be everything to everyone. And I would say that may be true within life. Like be, be authentic and you know, be, be true to yourself. Don't try to please everyone. That's good. And what do they say? Like you can't be like an expert in everything. So you really just like, yeah. narrow it down and be great yeah. at what you do do. Yeah. Keep it, keep it focused. And eventually if you want to broaden a little bit, you know, as you, as you, as a human, as everything grows, but when you try to like wear too many hats, like nothing will succeed. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Catherine, this has been a great chat and getting to know you and I'm impressed with everything you have going on and you're happy and upbeat and it's been a pleasure spending some time and getting to know you. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate your time. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. host to host chat jade yes let's dive deeper into something you mentioned in the podcast you talked about how you're really taking seriously the collagen peptides and mm-hmm. how it's making such a difference in your gut oh my gosh i feel i can't believe it like i went through the whole mental transformation when i did my first whole 30 of you know when the first time you just realize like okay so food is healing and it is going to change my health and it's healing me of this disease. Like it was mind blowing to me to have that epiphany. And then this is like a second round of it. I just, everybody's talking about the collagen peptides and 
I just thought, I mean, you always sort of resist first. You're always like, you do. It's your first go-to. You're like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. What's this thing about collagen peptides? And oh my god, bandwagon. Yeah, give me a break. It's just a little trend, and I can't stand. You know, I don't just don't want to be on trends. Like I want it to be real and work. And so yeah, I was just resisting it and. And then, of course, like things get a little bit more desperate. So I'm starting to have a flare up and life is stressful. And and I said, like I said to Dave, my husband, I said, I'm going to take five days to see if I can't get this flare up under control. And then I'll have to go see the GI and, you know, get back on steroids and whatever. And so I took the five days and just really started, you know, researching what Danielle Walker had to say about it and all these different people. And I thought, OK, all right, I'm going to give the collagen peptides a real try. And that's also when I found out that our gut lining is made up of the same materials that are in that collagen peptide proteins, like that gelatin that's in the bones of the meat and all that. And so I was like, okay, I could get around the science of it. You know, like my gut is jacked up and it needs it. And it's just mind blowing. I mean, seriously, after three days of it, my flare up not only like ceased to exist, but I felt so, so good like as if I had been eating super, super clean for a month or something. I mean, it, and then it's happened a couple of times again, like since then where I've like, okay, I'm feeling a little out of sorts. Let's try the, let's try the peptides again. And so now I'm such a convert that it's like every other day, I just have a smoothie with peptides in it. No problem. Wow. It's amazing how just like one thing, it's like boosting your gut system. I mean, the bone broth is really powerful too. So the combination of those two, the the bone broth and the peptides, it's its really healing. It's pretty mind-blowing to me. What I think is amazing too is like it takes you a while. Like, you know, you just grow up thinking like, oh, you chicken noodle soup for, you know, when you're sick. And, and, and then like to realize like, oh, okay, it's actually like there's a real reason behind it. And it's because of that like good collagen that's in that bone broth that's going in and healing your gut, which is the really the key to your whole immune system. I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. You really are what you eat. I just keep relearning it. I keep fighting it and relearning it. <laughs> so true. We want to thank you for listening today. And if you like the show, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes and give us a positive review. You can find us at wegettoknow.com where you can sign up for our newsletter and we're on social media at We Get to Know. Head over to Instagram. We'd love to hear from you and get your opinions on guests and show ideas. Her music is provided by the talented Blake Atwell of Studio 1916. Until next time, take care as we continue to get to know all of our favorite people.